Good afternoon. You're listening to News Talk Lunchtime. Shona Murray in for Jonathan Healy this Good Friday. This time every week we catch up with Kevin Cullen of the Boston Globe to see what's happening stateside. Hi Kevin, how are you? Hi Shona, how are you? I'm very good. Kevin, 40 years this year since the monumental Roe v. Wade case in the US where of course the Supreme Court decided in favour of a woman's constitutional right to abortion. The US this year is again battling with another significant social issue, the right to gay marriage across the US. So um, essentially, Kevin, the plaintiffs are looking to have the Defence of Marriage Act, which bans gay marriage, struck down. So uh, important benefits to married couples will also apply for same-sex couples in the the states that do recognise gay marriage. Yeah, that's what's going on now. And the the argument this week has been noticeable because uh, some of the justices have been sceptical. And obviously the Court right now, if you had to break it down, liberal conservative, it, mm. it, it, there's five justices on that court that people are very suspect of on in terms of knocking down the Defense of Marriage Act. But there's been some terrific uh, back and forth before the mm. court, Shona. My favorite the other day was when a guy got up, uh, some lawyer got up there and suggested that it's, you know, it, it, marriage has to be preserved for people who, who uh, have children. And mm. so Elena Kagan. Oh, I think this might be something wrong with your line there, Kevin. Okay, we'll just try and get Kevin back up there uh, in a second. But essentially, let's just go through the case. The plaintiff is Edith Windsor. She was uh, married to Thea Spire in Canada in 2007. Their marriage was recognised by the New York state government, of course, because it is uh, legal in New York. But when Spire died in 2009, Edith Windsor, who's now 83 and in poor health, she had to pay $363,000 in taxes on her late wife's estate. She would have been exempt from these taxes had she been married to a man. So essentially, uh, the case is going on the basis of equality issues. Um, but of course, Kevin, are you back? I'm back. I You're- think um- the inequality people cut me off. <laughs> yeah. Well, you actually, you were talking about some of the back and forth that was heard in the Supreme Court. And uh, you were, uh, we heard this week that were claims from uh, some people who were in defence of the ban on gay marriage that same-sex co- couples shouldn't be allowed to wed because they can't procreate and that the inability of same-sex couples to have their own children meant that to allow them to wed would change the historic definition of marriage. But the problem, is that so problematic, essentially? I mean, the Constitution is supposed to reflect the will of the majority. So is there a majority sport in the US for gay marriage or is so it evenly I, I, split? I would have to correct you there. The, the, the Constitution says nothing about reflecting the will of the, minor, the majority. In fact, the, the Constitution is pre- pretty clear that, that civil rights spring from somewhere else and it's not majority rule. And that's exactly why there are many people in the United States believe that you put to a popular vote. Of course, under that argument, uh, we never would have we would never have seen civil rights for African Americans because this country would not have voted for that. So that's one of the prime arguments that we're hearing in the United States. A lot of people say this should go to a vote, but the human rights and civil rights in the United States have never been based on majority rule because if they were, mm. people wouldn't get those rights. The majority would always be wanting to decline the right to to, to an oppressed minority. So that's what that's what this is the essence of American freedom and, and, and American human rights. 
Um, Justice Kennedy, you, you mentioned there there's five, five uh, justices who might swing in the uh, Conservative camp. Uh, in particular, mm-hmm. Ju- Justice Kennedy tends to be a swing uh, justice yes. on these issues. Exactly. Some of the reports saying that he might uh, vote in favour of uh, banning the law essentially because he wants to give the right of uh, individual states to decide on this matter. Yeah, I think that might be. that. Tony Kennedy, it, that, that would fit his, his profile. Mm. Of course, you'll see the, the it'll break down the... I mean, this is inevitable, Sean. I mean, 100 years from now, people are going to look look back and laugh that we're even having this discussion. It's inevitable that, that gay marriage will be allowed in all the states. And if you look at the states where it's allowed, it's just the progressive states. We started here in Massachusetts because we're the most progressive state in the, in the country. And eventually this stuff will all melt away. Uh, it, it, and, and we're, you know, people who think they can put the genie back in the bottle and demand that gay people go back in the closet and, and not bother the rest of us, that's nonsense. It's just, it goes against human progress. It's, this, this stuff is inevitable. This is just the dance that we're doing right now. But are they arguing on a constitutional level for this uh, banning of the law? Oh, clearly. Yeah, so what's... what's... Oh, I mean, obviously, that's, I mean, that's what happens to the Supreme Court. Yeah, but uh, uh, what, what, what rights are they, are they arguing over? Well, they're arguing over... The, the, the argument is really based on the fact, in terms of the people that are challenging this law, is the thing. The law is discriminatory. Mm. When, when you have states that recognize that the two people have the right to marry each other, no matter what their gender, then you can't have federal benefits denied to these people. Mm. It's a classic conflict between states' rights and federal rights. And and clearly, that, that you know, if, if we go back to a situation, like I said, if, if, if Tony Kennedy's the swing vote and, and, and they decide, well, you're right, this federal law does not make sense and states can outlaw it if they want it and those benefits can be denied at the state level, that's fine. And you'll see what will happen in this country, like everything in this country. It breaks down in very partisan lines. And so uh, each coast will be very progressive and blue. And then you'll have the wide swath of America that's a, that are red states. And, and they will not they will not give rights to gay people. Simple as that. But it will change eventually. You know, mm. the, the red states will become blue on gay marriage. It's just a matter of time. time for, you know, I haven't heard anybody with an, this, this idea that people have a religious right to oppose gay marriage. That's absolutely true. But the difference is that in our Constitution separates church and state. No one has a right to impose their religious views on any of us. And if you want to ban this on religious grounds, that's great. Go back to your church and say whatever you want. But this is America. We don't live by church laws. We live by secular laws. There was a semblance of support from an unlikely person. Bill O'Reilly was also quite critical of those who wish to uphold the ban. Yeah, but you know, I, Sean, I wrote a column a couple of years ago saying, I don't know what could be more conservative than having gay folks get married. I mean, it's a very conservative mm. with a small C idea. And, and the idea that, uh, you know, I made some wise guy remark, I said, why shouldn't gay people have the right to be miserable like the rest of us? <laughs> Seriously, it is a conservative idea. And, and P.J. O'Rourke, another great conservative pundit, who would be very similar to Bill O'Reilly, in Outlook. He's also argued this fear. He scratches his head. He cannot understand why the Republicans and conservatives in general have not taken this idea and run with it. 
Another story that's reappearing, of course, is um, Amanda Knox on Tuesday. Italy's top mm. court ordered the retrial of or her retrial, essentially. That was for the murder of British student Meredith Kircher in 2007. She was found guilty in 2009, but was then acquitted on appeal last year. She returned home to Seattle, where she's a US citizen. Tell us about the reaction there to that story. It was huge in, of course, Europe at the time. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I think I've talked to Jonathan about this in the past, that this is one of those stories, Shona, that it is bigger in Europe than it is here. I mean, I think it's seen as tabloid fodder here in the United States. It's something that the supermarket tab- tabloids really go big on. But you don't really see I mean, I, I don't mean to diminish it. It was on the network mm. news when she was convicted and all, and then when it was overturned. But it really does play in the margins here. We are in, in the United States at any given time, there were two or three sensational murder trials going on. So the idea that a call, an American college kid in Italy was either railroaded or not, it doesn't resonate really as a national story here in America. Finally, Kevin, over at this side, you might be hearing a little more of this. You're a corner, Shannon. What a corner you are. Of course, that was Tom Cruise from the movie Far and Away. He'll be in Dublin celebrating his Roscommon roots with a special ceremony. God bless him. <laughs> I'll your... tell you, I have, I have very, many good friends in Boyle, and I love the people of Roscommon. But if they're going to give this guy a gong, he has to agree to never, ever try an Irish accent again. Yeah, it's well known for one of the, the hardest accents to do. Actually, I was watching on YouTube, you can actually get a one-on-one tutorial on how to do an Irish accent. And it's like something out of Alan Partridge. It's actually astonishing. But a lot of actors do say it's uh, it's very difficult. Well, I always say if you can't curse with an Irish accent, you shouldn't be a professional actor anyway. Yeah, well, OK. OK, thanks for that, Kevin Cullen of the Boston Globe. Have a good weekend, Kevin and Jonathan. We'll talk you to you next week. This is News Talk Lunchtime, Ireland's first national lunchtime news programme. It's my time to, now to get the latest news headlines with...